lucky. And, and, and when they build a nest, um, uh, they are birds that mate for life. They'll find their mate and they'll mate for life. And they will build a nest together. And uh, they both work very, very hard at building this nest. And they continue to build on this nest for as long as they live. Some of them have been uh, seen as, as far as uh, nine feet in diameter and, and weigh close to two tons. There are some uh, nests that have toppled a tree. They have built a nest so big that the tree could not handle the weight and, and eventually the tree uh, fell over because of the bigness, uh, the, the majestic power of these birds of just living there for so long and building a nest this big. They're very protective of their nest and they're very protective of their young and they don't let anything get into their nest or get close. They're very, very protective. And so we are reminded sometimes, the Bible says, as an eagle, so the Lord, as the Lord uh, loves us and he wants to build and he wants to create places for us that he's going to protect. I want to tell you right now, we're living in crazy times, but we have a God that sees us. Don't you ever think that we are alone. I'm telling you right now that we have a God that sees every situation, every circumstance, everything that you're facing. He's there. He's going to protect you. He's going to keep you. He's going to give you faith. And He's going to give you peace. He's going to give you strength to go through anything that you face. There's not a devil that can stand before you and conquer you. God is going to be for you. And if God be for us, who can can be against us you need to put that in your heart you need to speak it and you need to believe it and say God is on my side everything's gonna be all right hallelujah hallelujah and so an eagle begins uh, to hatch a couple eggs they're, they're known to one to one to three eggs that they have and so these little eaglets uh, are, are born and they're never left alone they are uh, through all the way through their incubation, even after hatching. Uh, there's always an eagle there, either the mother or the father. They're protecting them. Uh, they are fed continuously by the male. But every once in a while, the female will actually uh, need to hunt. And so, uh, but she refuses to go very far, so she will leave and, and she will always keep the nest in sight. And, Food is always available to these little eaglets. I mean, as soon as they're born, uh, they're born and, and they're taken care of very, very, very well. And so uh, the, their nest is lined with soft uh, tufts of grass and different things to make it comfortable. And everything is just perfect. They're protected. There's not a bug. There's not an insect. There's not a lizard. There's not anything that gets into that nest. That, that eagle will make sure that it will fight to the death to keep anything from flying in and, and being in that nest and to, to uh, protect her and his young. And so the eagles learn how to walk around in that nest. And, uh, and they learn uh, as the eagles will uh, walk around with their fists completely closed. And walk around on their, I, I, I guess they have knuckles, I don't even know what they are. But I mean walking around uh, uh, that way so their claws never will uh, make contact with those little birds. Because he wants to uh, protect them and they don't want to accidentally wound their young with their talons. And so as these eagles grow, they, it's very common um, for them to get in fights with each other. Um, and and th this is, this is going to preach right here, but 
uh, they'll, they'll, <laughs> if you've been around church very long, <laughs> uh, there's things that happen, all right? And here, here's what I know about uh, an eagle. An eagle will never protect one of the little young against one of their brothers or sisters. That eagle will not protect them because he says, I want you to learn how to fight on your own with each other. I want you to learn how. And this is the reason why God will say several times through Scripture, forgive one another. <laughs> or I won't forgive you. And he'll say, prefer one another. And if your brother has all against you, go to him and make it right. This is what he's saying. I'm not just going to keep everything from you. I'm not going to keep people from saying stuff against you. I'm not going to stop people from maybe offending you. He said, but I will teach you. Hey, you got to learn how to fight for yourself. You're going to have to learn how to forgive like I forgave you. Hallelujah. And so crazy times come. And and. Somebody's watching this, and I don't want them to watch right now. But I, <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been in a church where, where I was dating somebody, and my best friend came and stole my girlfriend from me and ended up marrying her. That didn't feel very good. I was in the church, <laughs> and I had to go and sit beside him and worship the Lord. I felt like punching him. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to happen. Things are going to happen. If you're around people, things are going to happen. But I want to tell you this today, that God has got us in the best place. There's nothing like the church. It's a glorious church. It's without spot or wrinkle. We've got problems, but the church doesn't have problems. God is going to make sure you're okay if you'll obey the principles that he's put in the church. And so you have to learn how to forgive somebody. You'll learn how to grow up, learn how to live, learn how to do all of that. But it's comfortable. Boy, I love it when you walk into church and you didn't have time to pray and the presence of the Lord is there. And you just like ushered into the presence of the Lord. And it's almost like you didn't even do anything. You just kind of like, like a conveyor belt just kind of moved you all the way. Don't you love those at the airport? <laughs> I don't understand uh, those people that get on a conveyor belt and then just don't walk. You know, just sit there and let the conveyor belt just walk them. You know? It's like, dude, come on, man. It's supposed to make you walk faster. <laughs> get out of my way. I gotta go wait an hour at my gate. <laughs> and so, and, and just everything is wonderful. This, this eagle will make sure that it's comfortable. I mean, just comfortable. Everything's there. Feed them constantly. I mean, they, they wake up and it, all they gotta do is look around and they open their beak and there's their mom there. I mean, it's already chewed up. Think about it. Oh. It's already chewed up. Food's already chewed up, half digested. Oh, they just spit it right in your mouth and all you got to do is swallow it. I mean, I, people come to church like that. You know what I'm saying? They come to church, walk in the back door, didn't pray all week, come and sit down. All of a sudden, the presence of the Lord just moves on them. Lift their hands, feel God. Man, they're so happy. 
Holy Ghost starts moving on them. They need healing to come down to the front. God heals them, protects their family, touches them. Everything is wonderful. Oh, this is the way it is. This is the way it is. The eagles are so comfortable and everything's great. And man, there's sometimes that things try to get into the, into the nest and, and that eagle will protect those young and the young see it and they say, mom and dad have got us. Everything's going to be all right. And these eagles start growing and they start fluffing their wings a little bit and everything is, seems like it's so wonderful and so great until one day mom wakes up and decides today's the day. Today's the day. And mama decides that she's going to take all of the nice comfortable stuff off the floor. And just, she just starts throwing things out. Every, my mom used to do this to me. My mom would not spank me until she had had enough. <laughs> and then it was like she would spank me for things I'd done a month ago. And she'd spank me for 30 minutes. Instead of just saying, hey, don't do that. Spank, spank. And then let me go. It was, it was a long list of things that she'd been harboring against me for a solid month. You know what I'm saying? And just... Beat you on every syllable. And you think, man, mom's on crack. She was wonderful yesterday. She was great. She was playing Monopoly with us. And today, she's throwing the Monopoly cards and boards. <laughs> We're running for our life. Here is an eagle that says, all right, today's today. You've been eating good. Everything's been comfortable. Everything's been wonderful. I've been feeding you. And you haven't even had to do one thing. And everything's great. You feel my presence. And you don't even have to work for it. It's just there waiting on you. All of a sudden, mama starts taking all the comfortable stuff out. And she starts booting those little kids over to the corner. And she starts taking it out, just throwing it out. And pretty soon, it's just all sticks. And it's uncomfortable. And those eaglets try to get comfortable. And something's jabbing them in the back. And they can't sleep. And they got to hang on. And so they start hanging on. And I'm thinking about, man, where is this laying down stuff? I used to be able to lay down. Everything was wonderful and just open my mouth wee, 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 and somebody would come and stick food in my mouth and it was so wonderful but now I've got to hold on to this branch and my brother he's picking at me and I've got to fight him off and it just seems like what's wrong with mom and dad they're circling up there and they haven't even come down and give us breakfast yet <laughs> and all of a sudden food becomes scarce and all of a sudden things start getting into their nest that used to not be able to get there. And they have to learn how to say, lizard, you don't belong here. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they say, hey, I wonder what lizard would taste like. <laughs> and they have to learn how to kill their own food. And they have to learn how to reach. And they're scared. Some of them don't make it. But an eagle is saying, I'm not raising chickens. I'm not just raising a swallow. I'm raising an eagle. And I'm telling you, there comes a time in your life where God is going to tell you, hey, it's getting a little crazy around here. You're going to have to learn how to pray. You're going to have to learn how to fast. Somebody's going to have to learn how to fight.
the good fight of faith. Somebody's going to have to learn how that even when I don't feel anything, I've got to keep praying and I've got to keep worshiping and I've got to keep shouting and I've got to keep being faithful. Even when the money is not flowing like it used to, I've got to keep being faithful and I've got to keep giving because God is always right. He cannot lie. And even if it's uncomfortable, I've got to grow up. And we do. And we start looking around like, where are you, God? I've been praying all day and I can't feel you. God was like, I'm here. I'm here. I just, I just, I just want to get you to, to develop your own table muscle. If the only time that you feel God is when God is reaching for you, somewhere in your life, you're going to have to grow up and say, you know what? He has designed me to become a seeker. It's crazy when the Bible says things like, and he hideth himself. That God hides himself. <laughs> and we're thinking, well, why is God hiding himself? Does he want people to, to see him and feel him? Yes. But he wants you to seek him. He's not just going to always be their hand feeding you. Every time you walk in, him, him just protecting you and not letting anything happen to you. All of a sudden, these eagles realize that, hey, I'm going to have to pray on my own. I'm going to have to reach. Mom and daddy ain't coming down, I guess, today. And I'm hungry. I haven't eaten all day. And so they start looking around. And all of a sudden, they notice, hey, you know, there's a few little things around here. I guess I'm just going to have to kill and eat. Honey, I'm telling you right now, there are going to be times in your life where you're not going to have to call the pastor or call your friends or call somebody what you're going to have to do is you know I'm going to go into my closet and I'm going to get a hold of God and I'm going to talk to him and I'm going to stay there until he talks to me and gives me a word and gives me strength and I'm going to make it and I'm going to worship in spite of the trouble I'm going to pray and I'm going to worship and I'm not going to stop and I'm going to grow up We have to learn how to do that every once in a while. We have to learn how to press our way. We're going to have to learn how to sometimes say, you know what? I'm not going to take this as the, as the answer. To, I'm, going to, I'm going to push my way in. Hey, I'm telling you, in the Bible, Esther, what you going to do? Are you just going to let everybody die? And she was like, mm, nope, this is not going to happen. Not on my watch. God's got me here for this purpose. And so guess what? I'm going to go to see the king. And if I die, I die. But I am going to go see the king. I'm telling you, we are in times like that right now that we're going to have to say, I'm not going to let my children go down that road. I'm not going to let my marriage fail. I'm not going to let things happen. And just say, well, if they're going to happen, they're going to happen. I'm going to stand in front of them. And I'm going to fight. And I'm going to say, I can't feel God today. But I know he knows the way that I take. He knows where I am. And I'm going to find him. And I'm going to press my way.
I'm telling you there are times that you need to learn how to fight the good fight of faith. We need to learn how to pray on our own. We're going to have to learn how to fight on our own. There's going to be some of your friends that are going to call you stupid and say, I don't want to hang around you anymore because of the decisions that you're making. And you're going to have to say, you know what? I'm not going to be mean to you. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to keep living for God. There's some of you that your parents may not understand why you're going to church. There's some of you that there are going to be people that are going to be against you. They're going to try to get you to backslide. And you're just going to have to say, you know what? I'm going to get a hold of God. I'm going to keep going forward. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to love God. I'm going to be faithful and I'm going to learn how to pray on my own. There are times and we hate it, don't we? Our pastor will tell us, I just want to let you know that this week, if it's an emergency, you can get a hold of me, but this week I'm, I'm out. Taking some time and I, I, I can't get phone calls I can't get so unless it's emergency really bad we've got other people and man you, you know every, all hell breaks loose that week <laughs> and you're at your house going I want to go to my pastor I don't know what to do let me tell you something God's probably got him on a vacation so that you can learn how to pray on your own <laughs> hey I'm telling you right now I didn't always used to be a preacher alright I didn't always be I didn't, I didn't I wasn't born in a preacher's home. I was born in a spiritually dysfunctional home. My dad didn't go to church. My, back, my brothers backslid They're into drugs. There was fighting. There was a lot of junk going on in a family. But let me tell you something. Somewhere I had to learn to sit on a pew, and there were times that I couldn't get a hold of Brother McLean, or I couldn't talk to somebody, and I had to learn how to find me a prayer room and to pray myself through. Either I was going to fall... Or I was going to get up and I was going to go forward. Somewhere you're going to have to have it in your mind. I'm going to live for God. Come hell or high water. I'm going to live for God. If I don't feel anything today, I'm still going to live for God. Even if everybody else is doing things different, I'm still going to obey the word of God. I'm going to build my life on the principles. And I'm going forward. And so we, we do go through things, don't we? There are times that situations happen to us. We think God has lost his mind. I prayed all week. Oh, man, I've been there. I, I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, man, I remember. I, I, you, a lot of you have heard me preach about my wife and I. But, ma'am, I remember. Man, when my wife had cancer and, and, and I had a... It's so funny, man. We walked into one church. My wife didn't have any hair, bald. And here I was just hurt my back so bad that I couldn't hardly walk. And so I was all crooked back. I was walking like this. And so here I was walking all like this, holding her hand. She's bald-headed. We're walking in. We're the, we're the evangelists. We're going to bring you revival. <laughs> you know, I walk up there, let me pray for you. And they were like, <laughs> Don't pray for me, because whatever you got, I don't want it. You know what I'm saying? You know that song, whatever you're doing, God, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. They were looking at me like, whatever God's doing in your season, <laughs> let him do it with you. I don't want to have anything to do with it. 
And you just, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, they would, they, would, they would introduce me and they would say, Brother Morgan, I know that the Lord has talked to him and given him a message. And I was standing back there thinking, no, he hasn't. <laughs> he ain't gave me nothing. I've been talking to him all week long. I ain't felt nothing. I've made up some sermon. I just looked in the Bible, put my finger down. This is no joke, I promise you. I, I put my finger down and just read, make up a, a, a title and go up and preach as best I could. I mean, praying all week, feeling nothing, looking at my wife thinking, well, I barely got her. <laughs> and now I'm looking like this. I ain't getting anybody else either. <laughs> and I got four kids to deal with. I didn't have any back then. And I was thinking, man, how am I going to make it? I don't feel God. I don't even know what I'm going through this for. I thought I was doing great. I thought that I was trying to do the will of God. I'm telling you, there are going to be situations in your life where you're going to look around and say, why is all these things happening to me? But I'm telling you, God is wanting you to grow up. God is wanting you to realize that there is a place that you're going to have to learn to get to. I'm going to pray my way out. I'm going to worship my way out. God may not pick me up out of here, but I'll rejoice my way out. I'll encourage myself in the Lord. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give out. I'm not going to sit down. I'm not going to quit, but I'm going to fight my way forward. I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on rejoicing. I'm going to keep on going. You know what God is doing? He's stirring up your nest. We don't like it. We love the comfortableness. Oh, to be honest with you, I don't like COVID. I had it. <laughs> it wasn't nice. I didn't like it. My wife's got it. She doesn't like it. <laughs> I, know, I know you didn't like it. I, it's horrible. I don't like it. <sighs> I'm telling you. And we look around and we're thinking... Dear God, have mercy. What is going on? And we'll pray for people and nothing happens. And we'll worship and we'll shout. And some people got it and it's, everything's great. And some people get it and it's not so great. And it's just like, oh God, what are you doing? I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm really, I'm really going to tell you what God is doing. The Bible says that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. I want to tell you today that God has not forsaken the church. It's, this is not the end. This is not going to be where the church is just going to slowly slink off into the corner somewhere. And everybody's going to look and say, wow, look at the church. I promise you today that the church is going to be the apple of his eye. It is going to be the light that is in this world. We are going to stand on a hill and we are going to proclaim the gospel. He is still a healer. He is still a deliverer. He is still a miracle worker. He is still able to do anything. I'm telling you, I believe that today. Let God stir our nest. Let God stir me. Let God get me to where I reach for him like I've never reached before. We've got to learn how to fight. We're going to have to learn how to stand up and fight. Hallelujah. I believe it, young men. I, let me tell you something what I think is so wonderful. In just the past few months, I have watched this church. I watched this church 
online. I know you don't think I do, but I do. And I watch this church online. And to see some of these young men and some of these young ladies that are coming into the church right at this time and praying through and getting baptized in Jesus' name. I want to tell you, this is what the world says. The world tells you all these young people, they're not interested in church. They're interested in this world. I beg to differ. I see two whole pews full of young people that are saying, uh-uh. no, 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 no. We want out of that mess. We want to live for God. We're willing to fight. We're willing to stand for what we believe. We're willing to go to heaven. It doesn't matter if we've got to buck the crowd and wave our way back through. We're going to say, I'm going to be going to heaven. It doesn't matter what my family's doing. It doesn't matter what my friends are doing. I'm going to reach for God. Let's stand together all over this house. Hallelujah. They say that there's this myth that they say that the eagles will take that young eaglet on his first journey of flight. And they've, they've, they've made him, made the eagles flap their wings. They'll get close to them and they'll flap their wings. And the little, the little eagles will look at that mother and dad and they'll start flapping their wings. And they'll flap their wings and they'll realize it. And they'll work them. And they make them work. Because you, to, to stand all day on a, on a limb, you can't just use those little, those little feet. Every once in a while, you got to balance yourself and take those wings, those mighty wings that were meant for flying. Those angels were not just equipped with wings to cover their feet. They had wings to fly with. And God doesn't want you just to have your wings for cute little things. He wants you to fly. He wants you to worship Him and stand. I'm telling you right now, there's nothing greater. There is nothing greater than worshiping God through a valley. There is no greater anointing that you will ever feel is when you begin to worship Him when you feel like cursing and you feel like giving up and you feel like just throwing in a towel. There is no greater anointing that comes that when you're walking through a valley and you feel like you're all alone and you begin to worship. I'm telling you there is no greater feeling than that. And that, that eagle will push that little eaglet off into the air. Out of that tree to come. And they always say that the eagle flies and flies and right before it hits the ground it scoops it up and takes it back up. No, it doesn't. Myth. They know the day and they kick it out and they say, are you going to make it? Oh, man. If you haven't had that day yet, it's coming. But I do want you to look around because there's a lot of people in this house 
that have had that day and they're still here. And they've got a few scars, but their hands are raised and there's joy in their spirit. And they say, I made it. Oh, I made it because he gave me wings as an eagle and he let me fly and he allowed me to get into the Holy Ghost and he allowed me to feel his anointing and he gave me a name that's above every name that I can mention that name and every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess and I can call it when I'm sick and I can call it when I'm down and I can call it when I don't know what to do and it's a strong tower and the righteous runneth into it and are safe So I'm telling you today, I'm speaking to every person in this house today. It's time to get out of the nest. God's been stirring that nest. He's been telling you, pick up your Bible. Pick up your Bible. Get it. Read it. Learn what it says. Find out how to live. Make sure you're faithful to the house of God. Make sure you learn how to pray. Don't just wait till you get to church to pray, but learn how to pray when you're at the house. Kneel down beside your bed and talk to God. I want to tell you this. If you cannot recreate the feeling that you feel at the church, you can't recreate it at home, then this is not real. I want to tell you there's something great about a prayer closet where you can get in the presence of God and feel Him, that He's real. And He can talk to you. He can give you answers. He can help you. But He's stirring some things up. He's stirring some things up. Right now, even in this service, even in this church, He's stirring some things up. He's getting you ready. You're fixing to become the greatest witness. You're fixing to have a great miracle. You're going to have a life that people are going to look at and say, that's the God I want to serve. But you're going to have to get out of your comfortable nest. The Bible says, woe to them that are at ease in Zion. God didn't make the church for you to just coast your way into church. He's raising up warriors. He's raising up strong people. He's raising up prayer warriors that know how to pray and fast and worship. Hallelujah. Right where you are all over this house, as the singers begin to sing and play, I want us to lift up our hands and our voices to God. And I want us to reach to God right now. I want us to reach to Him today. I want Him, I want Him to feel us reaching for Him. It's not just Him reaching for me. It's not just Him touching me. But I want to touch Him today. Even if I don't feel anything, I'm going to press past that. I'm going to press past what I don't feel. And I'm going to get in his presence. I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. I know I may not feel everything that I want to feel this morning. I know there may be some people that are not here. 
I know there may be some things happening that I don't understand, but I'm going to forget about that, and I'm going to press my way. I'm going to go to the throne room today, and I'm going to get into the presence of God. Come on, young people. Come on, saints of God. Come on, somebody. Let's pray today. Let's reach to God. Let's have a move of the Holy Ghost. Let's find Him. There's healing in His wings. There's anointing. There's a power that is in this house. Find it. Reach for it. Reach for it. Against you and breathe. Fill your heart be. This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. Oh, come on, somebody. Reach to the Lord. Come on, talk to him about the situation. Talk to him about your circumstances. Tell him, tell him that he's great. Even when you may not feel that he's great. Come on, tell him. Tell him what he needs to hear. Tell him the word of the Lord. Quote the word of the Lord back to God. And tell him, I believe your word. I believe that you can do anything. I believe that you're the miracle worker. I believe that there's going to be a great revival. I believe the church is going to be a glorious place. I believe that this world's going to see us at our finest. Pray until you feel God. Pray until you can feel Him. Pray until you're ushered into His presence. Pray until the Holy Ghost moves on you. Pray until you know Him. Pray until something begins to happen. Pray until the anointing of the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you today. I can stand. I melt in your peace. It's I pray, oh God, for this church in the name of Jesus Christ that the power of your presence would be moved into this place right now. That you would touch every life that is reaching for you right now. That every heart that is reaching for you. You said that we will find you if we would reach for you with our whole heart. God, I don't want to give you half of me. I don't want to just give you a little bit, but I want to reach for you with everything that is within me. I want to find you today. I want to know you. I want to feel your presence. I want to hear your voice. I want to reach into your presence. In the name of Jesus, let your anointing fill this house. Everybody who's watching, everybody who's listening, everybody in the name of Jesus, let the anointing of the Holy Ghost touch their lives and their families. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Fight your way through. Push your way through. I'm going to reach you today, Lord. I'm going to touch you today. I'm going to know you today. From the cup in your hand, lay back against you and breathe. Fill your heart beat. This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. Come on, that's it. Pray until you're talking in tongues. Pray until you're in the Holy Ghost. Pray until you can feel Him. Don't take no for an answer. Say, well, I just don't feel anything. Then get out of where you are and reach until you do. Pray until you do. Reach until there's a peace. Reach until there's an anointing. Reach to Him until you feel something happening in your spirit. This love is 
so deep it's more than I can stir up the nest the Lord stir up your nest Lord stir it up God God do whatever you have to do but save me do whatever you have to do but cause me to be what you want me to be let me be strong in the Lord and the power of his might let me oh God walk where angels fear to trod let me be able to pray with anointing let me be able to worship with an anointing in the name of Jesus So well. 